2: Good afternoon, and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. It is the IU and Nebraska pregame show. It's a homecoming clash. Uh, top uh, top 10 team, Nebraska, ranked 10th in the country, uh, comes into Memorial Stadium. The game kicks off at 3.30 Eastern time, and it'll be broadcast on ABC and ESPN2 in a reverse mirror. So ch- check your local listings, check uh, wherever you check on um, regional broadcasts to find out what what channel uh, it will be aired on. But uh, this is a big game for IU, coming off a loss against Ohio State. Uh, IU hasn't knocked off a a top ten opponent since 1967, but uh, this seems like the right time to do it. This is, uh, you know, it looks like Indiana's best team uh, since – probably the mid nineties and uh, Nebraska, you know, people say what you will, if they deserve a top 10 um, ranking or not uh, is yet to be seen, but they are ranked 10th in the AP and coaches poll. Uh, so, you know, we'll see uh, how they do, but uh, it's a big game. It's homecoming. It should be a big crowd and uh, big 10 network will be in, in town as well uh, for BTN tailgate, which uh, it was a cool event I got to see it down in in Columbus when they were there and uh you know they have a lot of festivities uh things uh going on you know football tosses I think it's armchair quarterback toss football toss um stuff like that uh field goal kicking contest some cornhole going on uh so come take take a look at that and and it'll be fun um We'll be uh, joined by Alex Compton today. He'll be co-hosting with me. Uh, TJ Inman, our regular co-host, uh, has to take care of uh, sick kids, so uh, I do not envy him. And I hope his little ones get better. And uh, he'll join us uh, later in the week for the post-game show. So um, we'll we'll get going with that. Uh, some interesting things coming up uh, that we're going to talk about. Nebraska's defensive coordinator uh, said. Uh, some threw around some accusations, some pretty big accusations uh, with IU's offense that they were stealing signals. So we'll get our reaction to that. We'll go into keys of the game. Uh, we'll also go into our matchups to watch, our predictions, and, and see what else is going around campus. Uh, right now we are joined by Alex Compton. Alex, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Sammy? How you doing? we're doing excellent. It's a, it's a beautiful fall day up here in Indianapolis, um, talking football. So, uh, all of that is good. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you saw it last night. I, I think you did. We were texting a little bit, uh, but Nebraska's defensive coordinator, uh, uh I think is it's Mark. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Um, but Mark, Mark banker, uh, Yeah, yeah. called out Indiana's offense uh, for stealing signals. Uh, Said that they would do anything, you know, within their power to steal offensive signals. It kind of set Twitter, uh, IUFB Twitter uh, ablaze last night.
1: What are your thoughts on
2: those comments?
1: Yeah, um, to me, a little out of line. I mean, I'm sure that's part of every team's game plan. I mean, they have all those managers, all those graduate assistants, things like that. So, to me, if it's that easy to steal your signs, you just need to get better signs. It's, play, it's as simple as that. And then he went on further and he said he found out because coaching's like a tight fraternity and word gets around. Apparently, it's not tight enough where he can just go out and rat him like that if that was the case. So, to me, uh, kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, and I'm hoping we put up about 40 points on him. Obviously, that will be a tough test. But to me, a little bit out of line, not really sure where it came from. And I just I don't think there's any reason for it.
2: Yeah, I thought, you know, it was it was weird because the Nebraska writer put out the tweet, uh, you know, about five, six, seven o'clock at night. Uh, I don't know what their media availability is like, but it it came at an odd time. And it's just, you know, it's something that has nothing to do with actual game planning and stuff. <laughs> to me, it, it seemed like a petty comment and it, it, trying to stir something up. And it, it might show you where Nebraska's head is at. You know, they're coming right. in Bloomington yeah. for the first time in a long time. They're ranked in the top ten for the first time since, I believe, 2010 um, or something around there. And, uh, you know, they might be a little bit nervous uh, coming in against uh, an offense who leads the league in in passing and uh you know is, is right in the middle of the pack with points per game but i enough of the uh of the the twitter wars um wh- what is your feeling going into this game how, how big of a, a contest is this for iu
1: i would say it's it's got to be one of our bigger games at least since i've been on campus the last three seasons i mean we're kind of at you can kind of sense that we're at this kind of fork in the road in the program. You can feel it. Um, everybody like uh, all the media coverage has been talking about this momentum building, the recruiting, improving. Um, but now we're at the point where we're starting to win some games. Obviously we beat Michigan state. We have Ohio state on the ropes for most of the game, but now it comes down to winning these types of contests. Um, the crowd should be pretty good. The students seem, Very, very excited about the game. Um, So I think the atmosphere should be good. I think we're going to be ready because we generally play um, our better games after kind of lackluster performances. Um, And to me, it's kind of going to be a one-score game either way. I mean, you look at the advanced stats, um, and IU and Nebraska are matched up pretty much evenly across the board. Um, To me, it's going to come down to field position and obviously turnover battle. But um, definitely a big game for IU's season, both for this season's postseason and for the years to come. Yeah, you know, it, it, it
2: does seem like it's at that fork in the road where, you know, a loss here puts you back at 500, um, at, but a win would make you 4-2 and two going to Northwestern, which is a very winnable game. And then you yeah. have Maryland at home and Rutgers, and you really can get the, the ball uh, – Ball rolling and downhill, especially against uh, you know Rutgers. Maryland, you know, came back crashing back to earth uh, against Penn State last week, and Correct. Nebraska is still a team, or Northwestern is still a team. You Can't really figure out. You know, they, they beat Iowa, but you know they lose to Illinois State and um, and stuff like Western that. So it, as well, yeah, yeah. Western Michigan as well at home. Uh, so you know, this is a win that could. You know, you could see the Hoosiers go uh, from, you know, four and two to, you know, maybe six and three uh, by the time early November rolls around. um, You know, it's homecoming. A lot of alumni are going to be back in town, people who want to be excited about the program um, and stuff like that. And also, you you have uh, BTN Tailgate in town, too. So, there's a lot of buzz, extracurricular buzz about this game, uh, besides it being a, a clash with the number 10 team in the country. Um, Alex, you, you uh, wrote about the matchup to watch as, as Marcelino Ball, who's the freshman Husky, uh, who's played very well this year uh, against uh, fifth-year senior quarterback Tommy Armstrong. Take us a little bit uh, further into that, that matchup and why you highlighted that uh, matchup in particular.
1: Yeah, um, so kind of out of the recruiting class, I mean, Marcelino Ball was kind of almost unheard of, really, because he was such a late bloomer. He's still only 17 years old, which is pretty remarkable to think about considering how well he's played this season. But at times during the season, opposing offenses and offensive coordinators have kind of identified him as this young player who's kind of really amped up to make plays, and they're exposing him on the outside where he has to kind of Make that quick read on the quarterback Running back read option um, Tommy Armstrong throughout his career as he's Although he's gotten better uh, throwing the ball He's still always kind of Shown a tendency to want to run The football first um, And his athleticism definitely makes the read option A, a big part of Nebraska's offense um, So a couple games to, In my mind that really um, Showed how uh, Vulnerable ball is on the outside The Florida international game um, you remember that long run in the first quarter? Um, that was a break on him on the outside playing the Husky position. He did not contain the quarterback on the keep. Um, and then as well as Ohio State this past weekend, they did not want to run JT Barrett very much. They're trying to get him healthy, save him for this stretch run. Uh, but as the defense tightened up, they they kind of turned to that look because they knew they could get some easy yardage. Um, if you go back and watch the game, there's a couple plays, especially when Barrett gets down close to the goal line where Ball knows he screwed up and you can visibly see him slamming the turf and yelling. To me, those are signs of a young player, yes, who's just really amped up to make plays. Um, So that'll be definitely something to watch for on Saturday because I think Nebraska is absolutely going to look to exploit him on the outside.
2: Yeah, and the good thing about Ball, you mentioned those plays earlier earlier. Uh, against FIU, when he got burned on that option, uh, I believe it was the first play of the game, he came back yep. and and blew up a bubble screen the next play. Um, you saw yes. him get burned a little bit against Ball State, and then they threw a same, the same play, and he intercepted it. Now, the throw wasn't as good, but he, the coverage was, was right there, and that, that pass is not going to be complete anyway. Um, so... Yeah, you know those those husky positions, especially in the read option, are, are guys that are going to try and and keep the edge. And I, I think to take it to another level, you know, Tommy Armstrong's dangerous with his feet and scrambling as well. More so than, than Barrett, mm-hmm. I think he's a little bit more explosive. So having a guy like Marcelino Ball or, or Zeke Walker set the edge, keep him in the pocket, and and force him to throw the ball, where you know he's having a good season. With season this year Tommy Armstrong did throw 15 or 16 interceptions last year that really was the Correct. difference of why that Nebraska team won six and seven um and why they're five and oh right now um but let's uh let's take so, some some keys to the game Alex what's your your first key to a IU victory this weekend
1: for me um it's absolutely got to be we need the running game back um Although we do lead the Big Ten in passing yards per game, scoring offense is right up there. Um, the running attack since Feeney and Camille has been on the shelf has just been almost non nonexistent. Um, this Nebraska team on defense, you look at them, um, we're actually ranked one spot higher than them in the S&P index. But um, what this team does do very well is limit big plays. So for IU, the key is going to be to just nickel and dime Nebraska all the way down into the red zone and to get these scoring chances. Um, so for to me, uh, it's going to have to be a patient approach on offense on Saturday, and it's going to all start with the run game up front. Obviously, Feeney's back it makes a huge difference, but if not, I think the other guys are capable enough where we, just, we need to see this running game come back for the offense to, to really round into shape here.
2: Yeah, um, and you mentioned the big plays. Uh, you know, Nebraska has been stout to start the season, but they've let up a 30-plus-yard a rush in each of the last four games. So they are susceptible a little bit to that big play. Um, and on the flip side, Indiana is one of six teams that hasn't given up a, a rush of over 30 yards. So, you know, we'll see how um, Nebraska can handle that Indiana defense. Uh, to me, one of the keys to victory uh, is – getting out to a lead and um you know taking advantage of your red zone opportunities this is something that's been haunting the Hoosiers all season uh they did an okay job statistically when you look at the Ohio State game they scored two touchdowns and four trips um I really really wish they scored a touchdown on that first drive when they they recovered the fumble um where you just Put Ohio State in the position they've only been in once this year is down a touchdown, um, but we'll we'll see uh, how they do how they do that. I, Indiana's rushing game, as you mentioned, hasn't been good. They haven't scored a running a touchdown with a running back. Um, I mean Tyler Nate scored a touchdown, but he was playing Wildcat quarterback, so I you know, put an asterisk on that. But Devine Redding doesn't have a touchdown, and neither do any of the other running backs. Um, and that's a problem, is that when they get inside the 10, they start running the ball and can't get a push. Hopefully, Feeney comes back. We have not heard any word um, from him other than that he's doing more practice, but he's been doing more at practice for the last uh, two or three weeks. So that'll be a game-time decision. We'll see if he's on the field dressed for warm-ups. Um, but do you have another key to the game, uh, Alex?
1: Yeah, kind of. I mean, obviously – Punching the ball and in the red zone is going to be key. I think right now, I was looking at some stats this morning, I think we rank 120th out of 108 FBS schools in uh, uh, red zone efficiency. So that's obviously not something you want. We're just leaving too many points on the board. Uh, but my other key to the game is um, going to be kind of containing Nebraska, um, kind of in that, I guess, that deeper, that deeper passing stage. Um, Like I said, Tommy Armstrong is obviously a threat to run at any point, but now also he's, he's got that deep ball that he's developed. Um, I think Alonzo Moore, I think, or Lewis, I think Alonzo Lewis, um, their receiver, he's Alonzo Moore. Yeah. Sorry. He's averaging, I think just under 25 yards per route run. So they definitely have the deep threats, even if Westerkamp and their uh, tight end Carter are going to be out um so they have deep threats on offense and i think the combination of armstrong keeping on that read option as well as his ability to throw the deep ball could give the hoosiers some fits um so i think if we can just limit those chunk plays on defense i think our defense will play pretty well and we'll have a good shot at it pulling out a win yeah uh, my next key to
2: the game alex is is going to be on special teams uh and Nebraska, we saw it last week against Ohio State. You know, the punting was good, but IU hasn't put together a full special teams performance uh, yet this season. And Nebraska has a, a dynamic returner in uh DeMorney, Pearson L uh, that can, you know, wreck the game for Indiana. So to me, uh, one of the keys to the game is Griffin Oaks' kickoffs. Can he get touchbacks? Can he get touchbacks? can he put the ball uh, where it needs to be to, to limit runbacks? Uh, Cause Pearson L is, is a dynamic returner. He has a handful of returns for touchdowns. And, you know, he, if this offense, if the uh, Husker offense is struggling without Wester camp, who's their security blanket of a, of a receiver and their best tight end Stephen Carter uh, are out, you know, their offense might struggle a little bit and need that spark. Uh, Pearson L can be that spark. So, you know, kind of. You know, hopefully limit that those uh, kickoff returns and, and keep them inside the twenty-five. And if you know you get touchbacks and and they start at twenty-five, that that'll be just perfect as well. Yeah. Um, a, a, any final uh, keys to keys
1: to the game? Yeah, kind of off the special teams. Um, I just I'd kind of say it's super cliche and everybody says it, but I, I think winning the field position battle is going to be huge for us on Saturday. Our defense so far this season has done a great job at getting off of the field when they've been put in good spots. Um, Ohio State scored 38 points, but I think they had two touchdowns on drives they started inside of our 10-yard line. Um, So it's hurting our defense, obviously, but you can't really blame it on them. So I think that um, being conservative on those fourth down calls from the, like, 40 to 50-yard range and just taking a punt, pinning them deep – um, I think that'll pay off huge. I think that's the strategy we should take. Um, our defense has shown um, so far this season that they can kind of get off the field when they need to. Um, so I think the field position battle is going to be huge on Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's one
2: of the reasons why Indiana beat Michigan State was that field position battle. Uh, it seemed like Indiana started on, on their side of the, you know, IU side of the 30-yard line uh, plus uh, most of the night, and really made it hard for that uh, Michigan State defense, and even set their didn't set their offense up well as IU did control field position. Um, that that'll definitely be huge uh, going against Nebraska, who has yet to put opponents away uh, early. Um, but um, you know, we'll our final key to the game, though, I, I think is a stat that we we put in our uh, numbers to know is. Indiana's got to finish Um, Nebraska is outscoring opponents 78 to six in the fourth quarter. Uh, It's there have been, uh, Illinois was at Nebraska. Illinois was, was in that game late and they got, um, they got put away. But you know, if Indiana is, is, if they keep Indiana in this game and and I expect Indiana to be in this game, they're going to have to close the door. Um, on Nebraska in the fourth quarter because this team can uh make fourth quarter rallies and uh they have a, a fifth year senior quarterback who's you know good at that been in those situations now and and can really put the hurt on if Indiana doesn't um doesn't step on the neck of Nebraska and you know it, if it comes down to that now Indiana's done that. They, you know, came back against Michigan State Although they let up that late touchdown, you know they took that game down to the last, you know, couple seconds uh, on a fourth and goal, and and Chase Ducea falls down. Otherwise, they uh, they win that game in regulation. Uh, but yeah, eliminating Nebraska in the fourth quarter, finishing the game, playing all sixty minutes, um, and possibly overtime is, is going to be absolutely huge uh, for this team. But we've seen them play sixty minutes of good football. Um, at times this year but this is a game where they're going to need 60 minutes of good football it's not going to be like ball state where you could get out to a 30 to nothing lead and just hold on for dear life or get out to the slow start you did against FIU and and have a furious comeback um so play play hard for 60 minutes I know it's kind of lame but um, you know, we saw it against Ohio State, that defense, you know, and Tom Allen was fired up after the game uh, with their effort. Now it's it's time to put a, you know, it's, what is this, the sixth game of the year? It, it's the halfway point. It's time to put everything together, play a complete game and and play a complete game for 60 minutes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, like I said, again, we're at the turning point of the season where, um, if we slip up in this game, we're 500 again and we've got some work to do. Um, but if we, if we win this game at home on homecoming, I think advanced stats are favoring Nebraska by three points with like a 54% chance of a win. Um, so it's definitely reasonable to expect us to win or to have a belief in us to win this game. Um, then you're looking at a possibility of a seven, eight-win season. Um, so this is just we need a complete game on Saturday to kind of um, – hopefully propel us towards uh, some bigger goals
2: but yeah and that now you know Kevin Wilson has talked about changing the culture and, and we've talked about it as well now you have you know the kind of culture that basketball has not in the in the big sense but you'll have if you win if they win Saturday IU would have knocked off ranked opponents at home two games in a row and he could st- Start feeling the tides turning. That that Memorial Stadium is becoming a tough place to play. Uh, you'll be three and one at home uh, with some winnable home games left with uh, Maryland and Purdue and Penn State coming Penn in. State, yeah. Um, and really making making Bloomington your, your house. And, and Wilson, I know has kind of you know hated on the crowd a little bit, but if you can make if you can win your home games, people might, you know, be more uh, apt to to show up and, and stay. Uh, now, you know that's part of the scheduling as well. Um, you know, going forward is, you know, you win your home games, and if you play six home games, you're going to go to a bowl game. So, um, especially with the nine-game conference schedule. Uh, It's important to get these winnable games at home. The line, I think, opened at 10 and moved to 3.5. So, you know, whoever's betting the game is giving Indiana a lot of much, much, uh, you know, due uh, respect uh, to the Hoosiers and, uh, you know, seeing where they will uh, will go from there. So it's a big game, a big game at home. Uh, Alex, is there anything uh, with – with student athletic board uh, going on to, to get the
1: students to the game this week? Um, so kind of around campus, we've set up some uh, stuff kind of advertising the BTN tailgate. Um, so there's just, like, if you walk around campus, there's a big football um, advertising the BTN tailgate kind of in the middle of campus. Um, other than that, we are um, offering food and kind of gear towards the students to get them out to the Big Ten tailgate. Um, I believe the doors are opening at 9 a.m., and they'll give out kind of stuff to them as they arrive. Um, I believe the show starts at 1030, if I'm correct. Yep. Um, So the doors are going to open for students and for the public a little earlier to get people out there. Um, There'll be free food from the Big Cheese Food Truck from 10 to noon for anybody out there. So if you're uh, interested in a free, delicious grilled cheese sandwich, definitely get out there. Uh, but other than that, we're kind of just going around campus, uh, chalking some of the sidewalks, just really trying to get um, the students behind this football team because you can see that the progress is there and it's kind of a win like this on homecoming to kind of show everybody that, uh, that the change is finally happening.
2: Yeah. I, and, and hopefully, and, and you guys, the student athletics board have done a great job um kind of putting events together uh, for various sports. And, and it'll be interesting to see how many people turn up at nine o'clock in the morning on a, on a Saturday. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll, I'll be out there. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, see how the crowd is and, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Alex, what is your prediction for Saturday? Um, well,
1: obviously being a Hoosier diehard, I, I think we are going to pull out this game. Um, To me, like I said a little bit earlier on the podcast, I believe it's going to be a one-score game either side. Um, It's going to come down to the little things. Um, Ultimately, I think it will be decently high scoring. I'm going to give IU the win out of the final 38-34. Bragging bragging rights are on the line. My brother's a freshman at Nebraska. so um, Besides being a huge game for the program, huge game for me because I don't want to deal with that for the rest of the season. So 38-34 IU, I think you see that running game come back like I talked about, um, and it's going to come down to somebody just making a big play towards the end of the game. So 38-34 IU, uh, move to 4-2 and two on the season and keep building for next week.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you on, on the victory. I, I think that IU should be fired up to play on homecoming. It's About time they win on homecoming under Wilson. They're 0-5 uh, coming into this one. Uh, last homecoming was the awful mess against Rutgers. So I think that they want to kind of redeem themselves, uh, with the fan base that comes to homecoming, um, you know, with a good performance against the top 10 team. I also think that Wilson, Wilson definitely saw those, uh, comments from the Nebraska corn, uh, the Nebraska defensive coordinator. And I, I that should fire this team up a, a lot more. This is an offense that takes a lot of pride in themselves and, and doing it well, um, and whether or not they're, they're stealing signs. If you're not stealing signs or figuring out signals during the game, uh, you might want to take a look at your coaching staff and what they're doing on the sideline. But, you know, they need to take that personally and, and stick it to Nebraska and, um, you know, hopefully it's a, a, a majority IU crowd. Nebraska does travel well. Uh, so it should be a, a lot of Nebraska fans there, but, I'll say Indiana wins, uh, 31, 24. Uh, hopefully Dan Feeney comes back to rushing game, get some life back and we see uh Lego throw the ball a little bit more, um, against Nebraska and, and take control of this game early and, and, and turn out with a win and, and go four and two, as you said, and, and head up to Northwestern, uh, on a high note.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you got two IU picks here. I think uh, kind of national media thinks it's going to be a good game as well. Um, and like we kind of talked about, it's just going to come down to those small things. So I encourage anybody that hasn't already purchased a ticket, if you're thinking about going, definitely do it. Um, weather's going to be really nice, and there's going to be all sorts of stuff happening happening in and around the stadium um, on Saturday. So uh, thanks for having me on, Sammy. I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday, and as always, go IU. Yep. Uh, well, thanks for joining us and,
2: and filling, us in, uh, filling in for TJ, Alex. Uh, that will do it for our uh, pregame show. We will uh, be back on uh, either Sunday or Monday with the postgame show, hopefully with a win. Um, the game, uh, as a reminder, kicks off at 3.30. If you're not going to the game and watching on TV, the channel is ABC or ESPN2 in a reverse mirror, so check your local listings. Uh, be sure to tune in to BTN. Uh, at 10:30, as they'll be live from Bloomington. The location is in front of the Mellencamp Pavilion, and in between uh, Memorial Stadium and Assembly Hall. There, uh, tune in. Uh, if you're in Bloomington, head down there. Make a sign. Uh, if you make a Hoosier Huddle sign, I'll be really, really happy. Uh, but I won't be disappointed if you don't. So go down, enjoy the festivities, enjoy homecoming. Uh, it's it's a a great time in Blo- to be in Bloomington. The weather's great. The leaves are turning it's fall. You have a top 10 opponent coming in. You have the Hoosiers playing their best football uh, probably in the last 20 years. Um, and, and it should be a great game. Tickets are still available on IU Uh check StubHub if If, if uh, they're not available there either. Um, and I, I think if you mentioned the raise the flag, if you call in, uh, you get a discounted ticket. I, I saw that somewhere. So, uh, if you do call the ticket office, use uh, the Raise the Flag campaign. I think they'll give you a $10 off or so, um, and uh, we'll see you there. Uh, anyway, thanks for joining us. Keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Uh, we thank you for your readership uh, and uh, your listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll see you after the game.
0: Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place